1: T's C's apply in South Wales authorisation number TP slash zero one zero zero five.
0: Yeah, good morning, you listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ 2nd of December 6, 24 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy. For breakfast, keep those texts coming in on the Double Eight Double Three or give us a call on the Kennard's Hire phone line. Anytime throughout the morning, we're going to talk about Colin Munro. The Colin Munro article that came out with him and his first kind of uh Really, the interview since his his snub from the the T Twenty World Cup, um, and, and I was having a wee read of it and, and getting his words and his thoughts and and kind of just getting a bit more of an understanding. He is uh, he was pretty uh, th- disappointed and, and felt uh, you know let down by New Zealand cricket, and and there was a lot of questions being asked, particularly with uh, what the reasonings were with his. Um, released from from the T Twenty World Cup squad. But the reason he was, he went to the to the BBL over in, in Australia Bears and uh, and went down that track. And then we've seen what happened with Adam Milne. Adam Milne did the same thing a year earlier. And you've already spoken about it on the show uh, about um, Milne going over. And and then he asked the questions to New Zealand cricket. Well, Milne did it. Well, what are the differences in New Zealand cricket coming back and saying, well, what's the difference between oranges and apples? You know, like it's it's one of those questions, mate. But for you, if Colin Monroe, do you feel like he has a fair reasoning to be disappointed? And do you think if New Zealand took him to the World Cup, would he have made a difference? Because at, at the same time, yeah, he commended Daryl Mitchell and the way he batted at the top of the order. But if they would took Daryl Mitchell over not knowing if he would be good at top order or how good he would be in the World Cup. So it was a bit of a risk-taking decision in the end. But for you, your thoughts, mate?
1: Yeah, mate. Well, to be honest, I think Colin Munro, he's got a really fair point here. I think he's played it pretty diplomatically Mm. at the same time. He's he's also, you know, he's told it how it is too. He said, that's the question I asked in terms of Adam Milne. Keep in mind that Adam Milne actually... Had effectively was gone from New Zealand cricket until he went to Shane Bond's Sydney Thunder, performed over there in the Big Bash, then got picked up in the Hundred Ball competition, went over to England and performed there. Then that threw his name back up in lights because he bowls one hundred and fifty kilometres an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. Colin Munro did the same thing, but was uh, the, the the comment that Colin Munro said is that's the question I asked before I was told that you made the choice to go to the over to the big bash and I took that on the chin because it was my the best decision for me and my family Munro said. He then asked about yeah. Adam Milne who also gave up his contract and I was sort of told as you mentioned too mentioned before that it's comparing apples and oranges so I sort of just left it at that he said. At the time to be honest I was very disappointed the communication about why I wasn't selected rather than the fact that guys have got to, gone ahead of you which isn't the case because of his international record. Now his international record is unbelievable. Uh, he is mm. up there with one of the best ever T20 players that, that have played. And he's definitely up there as, as one of our best ever T20 players. He boasts, boasts the fourth highest overall T20 strike rate amongst those to mm. have faced more than, a couple, uh, more than a couple of balls as well. And so, therefore, he has a compelling case. I actually mentioned it. I'm not sure if you remember is but I mentioned it uh, a few weeks back. Yeah, that Colin Munro has that kind of X factor in the team that given a situation like a World Cup final, he's such an aggressive type of player. He doesn't bother about names or reputations of those who he comes up against. He's played a lot in the Big Bash over there for Perth Scorchers as well. So his knowledge mm-hmm. of the competition for the next World Cup will be substantial. And I just I feel like New Zealand may have missed an opportunity. Now... Daryl Mitchell did well, and we've all talked about how well he did. But if we actually look back on, with the benefit of time, if we look back on Daryl Mitchell's performance in that World Cup, he didn't blaze it at the top of the order. When he got runs, it was actually late in the game after he'd spent a considerable amount of time at the wicket. And you've got to almost argue he played a finishers role with the benefit of being able to bat early in the order. Now, the best time to bat in the World Cup in those conditions in the UAE was inside the top six. Was it as dynamic and, and destructive as what we all hoped uh, expected it to be? Probably not. Would yeah. Colin Munro been able to make more of an impact than, than, say, a makeshift opener? Possibly. Do I think, in a World Cup final, do I think Colin Munro could have been the difference between winning or losing? Well, I know to take on Australia, you've got to match fire with fire. And I thought we're, we were sedate and, um, and we allowed them to dictate to us. So as we fast forward towards the World Cup and 320-odd days, I think someone of Colin Munro's ilk, with his experience in those conditions, New Zealand cricket needs to seriously reconsider their thought on on would keeping be, him on the outside of the outside would, of the squad.
0: Like, particularly after this article and, and the conversations been had, and getting an understanding from the article, he's saying, oh, "I'm towards the end of my career anyway. You know, I'm getting old." Him saying those comments. Do you think New Zealand will do a backspin and go back potentially and look at Colin Munro? And I know they should. Hundred percent, like you're right. They gotta fight fire or fire, and is someone that brings that.
1: He's 34. He's mm-hmm. 34 years of age. It's like it's not old. Yeah. It's like Chris Gayle, no, he's 41, and he's he's not exactly light on his feet. But Colin Munro is still in the. He's in the prime of his career as a batter. He's still fit. Mm-hmm. He's still mobile, contributing in the field, contributing off the field, leadership wise. He's grown up a lot, which he made reference to in the article as well, and I, I think he's someone which. New Zealand has to look at to be able to provide a little bit of X factor at the top of the order. That's just that's my thoughts on it, mate. We can keep talking about it. I know we've got to get off to the news now, but we can definitely keep talking about it later on in the show. But give us your yeah, thoughts, sure. double eight, double three. Should Colin Munro still be considered for the New Zealand cricket side or the fact that he's gone over to the big bash, as did Adam Milne, does that make him unavailable? to play for New Zealand. It's a fascinating conversation. Or give us a call on the Kennards High phone line as well if you want to chat to us about it. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. 150 For now, it's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand.